there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. up you cryptid folklore lovers welcome back to alluring our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from around the whole stinking world the whole stinking world and what better way to start off than by me asking ryan what you found alluring this week um well i have I just have health updates. Um, oh. I talked about it a few months ago. Okay. The whole, you know, going to the gym, dieting thing. Uh-huh. I am down a whole weight plate, which is 45 pounds, <laughs> and I'm feeling good. Oh, my God, right. Can you do the clap sound for yourself? Because uh, that's kudos to you. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling healthier. Well deserved. Trying to live past 40. <laughs> in this economy no. yeah <laughs> good for you i remember you were saying you were working really hard to it and i'm like it's sticking with it that's yeah. the hardest thing it's it's been a pretty hard during the holidays oh <laughs> the I, rest of the time it was great this past couple weeks oh boy i've had so many cookies oh man and then i feel like everything is a seasonal drink so I'm just Everything. drinking all my calories lately. I'm yeah. like, oh. And seasonal drink just means sugar. Oh. Like, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, my acne is like, I'm 16 again. It is like, yeah. I am back. But kudos <laughs> to you. That's such a good, uh, I want to say feat, but I've been in D&D brain for a minute, so that's not it. Just fucking congratulations. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast where they're like, everyone calls it a weight loss journey. But then they're like, weight loss odyssey sounds a lot cooler. So I'm going with that because I agree. That sounds pretty cool. Ooh, it's the weight loss odyssey. Yeah, because that means there's cool stuff along the way. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I should approach it. Yeah. It sounds a lot cooler. It feels a lot cooler. No. I, yeah, I, I can see the marketing post. You know how much more likely... Listen, if there is any gem person <laughs> listening to us right now, free Marcus marketing thing. Um, make posters called the Weight Loss Odyssey in like yeah. the old like movie, like you know, nautical style. Yeah. So many more people will join. Everyone wants Guaranteed. to be a pirate. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like 
easy money people come in just throw in some sea shanties into the music mix you're getting yeah. there <laughs> i will say this time of year outside of everything just being sweet um being rough man there's so many people at the gym right now <laughs> really <laughs> oh i don't want to turn this into a gym podcast but <laughs> I, I respect and appreciate everybody who's starting to go right now because it's awesome. But holy crap, there were so many. I couldn't. I had to park in a different store's parking lot today and walk <laughs> because it was just full. Well, that, that's so, your warm up. <laughs> yeah, I just had to wing it. There was no weights available. I was like, all right, body weight today, I guess. Like, Jeez. Yeah. yeah, that's. It, it'll have a moment. I feel like. Yeah. For some reason, the generations. Like, as the generations get younger, they get started on the New Year's things earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, but hey, so kudos to you. I don't go to a gym, so <laughs> kudos <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did you find alluring this week, Kimmy? Man, it's, it's been a rough week in the world of Kimmy. <laughs> would, would people have heard um, oh. the last episode by the time this one comes out? Um, yeah. The live show? people would have heard the live yeah. show if you want to give a health update yeah. the fact that you're alive yeah i'm alive <laughs> um so far in the world of kimmy it is one to ski lift zero to kimmy <laughs> long long story short um go listen to our holiday special episode i the ski lift threw me off was quite steep and in the process of being helped up, I dislocated my knee. But being as the person that had to rescue me down the mountain said, and I quote, such a badass, <laughs> I threw myself in the opposite direction after my knee dislocated to relocate it. And <laughs> like, we're staying in bed for like three days. Now I'm fine. Everything's great. Didn't really swell. Just a little tender and that's good i'm feeling great um i don't know i think part of my swift recovery is the fun thing about being a woman in today's society is that modern medicine doesn't spend a lot of time researching your body or how to help it and with me having a lot of fun <laughs> hormonal body stuff right i have been taking a lot more vitamins because being told to just take an adrenaline shot for PMS cramps costs a lot. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. So I've been doing a lot more of like the hormonal vitamins to help with everything. And I've been feeling actually pretty great. And it's helped me recover very quickly with stuff. So yeah. I don't know, vitamin like D, B12, like all of that, go get your levels checked and start putting that in your life, you guys. It's really yeah. good. Not We're not actually doing folklore today. We're just doing a health podcast. Yeah, like. that's actually it. Um, let me tell you how to make a ginger shot. Uh, yeah. Get some pineapple. That'll be the next alluring show when, whenever we get mine <laughs> off the ground. Is Number three will just be health advice from people who aren't that healthy. <laughs> hey, I dropped down from the heaviest I've ever been in my life. I'm doing a fan fucking desk. <laughs> We're killing it. We're crushing it. Um, uh, speaking of getting cr crushed, I, that crushed, doesn't really work. Crushed. No, 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 no. Um, speaking of um, speaking 
snow. You were in the mountains. Uh, Speaking of snow. Speaking of skiing and mistakes. Um, no. Yeah. Mistakes in the snow. That's Mistakes in the snow. (laughs) Let's get. All right. Let's just get into the show. It took us a minute. Why do people even listen to us? But we got there. I don't understand. Like that should have been my other alluring thing. I I looked at our little Spotify stats. Thank you, everybody. Oh, thank you. Anyway, yeah. Um. Oh, did I? Oh shit! I didn't put a cold open for you. Oh fuck! Let it go. Let it go. I can't go any further, or else we'll get sued by the mouse. (laughs) Can you do Mickey Mouse voice? Can you can you do it in his Uh voice? Let it go. (laughs) That's the cold open. (laughs) Okay. So, everyone, if you find yourself wandering through the Russian city of Vizkli Ustag, um, wow, did I say that right? (laughs) I put the pronunciation at the end. I I put that for you because I was reading (laughs) and I was like, there's zero chance she reads that right. Wow, I lucked out there. <laughs> so I'll start again. I'm so sorry. If you find <laughs> so if you find yourself wandering through the Russian city of Vilikustag, you'll hear legends of a beautiful snow maiden during the intense cold winter months. She is known to be made of snow and embodies the winter spirit and is loved by everyone. Now, here's a beautiful illustration. This is another VR illustration that I recycled because I really like this one. <laughs> so, this one's cute. Isn't it? It's like a little, um, those little Russian dolls. The little stackable wood ones. Yeah. They go, doo, 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 doo. I love them. They're so cute. I want to, like, get a blank set so bad and paint it, but, man, who has the time for that? Anyway. I feel that. Audio listeners, if you'd like to see, uh, go check out our website. We have an episode guide. We have our blog post now because I have started to do that again because I found a super easy way to do it. Fantastic. (laughs) Or, you know, go to our Instagram or come check us out on YouTube if you like a little bit more chaos than our regular audio episodes. If not, just know it's adorable and that's all you need to really know about it. Um, So this week... I'll be talking about Segarucha, which also goes by the name Russian Snow Maiden. So it's just so much easier to say. So that's <laughs> so what we're I'm going to be using. That going to yeah. That's, yeah. Moving forward, I will try maybe once or twice if I'm feeling a little bit ambitious, but do not count on it. <laughs> um, so this lore has roots in Slavic mythology, but her legend can be heard throughout Russia specifically in the Russian city of Kostroma. Uh, though there are different snow maidens from around the world, we will be covering the legend of this one specifically. Um, so she appears in Russian folklore as a girl who is made of snow and came to life. This plot was studied and published by Alexander Afyanzi in the second volume of his treatise, The Poetic Outlook on Nature by the Slavs, in 1869. Since then, the legend of the Snow Maiden has continued to grow in popularity, but where did the idea of a character come from? Well, it's believed she was created under the image of two different Slavic goddesses. 
now. The first one. So I'm trying not to spoil too much from the stories, so. That's okay. <laughs> You'll see. But if you have questions, it's fine, because what are we even doing if we don't ask questions, you know? So the first one is the beautiful Slavic goddess Makosh, which embodies marriage, birth, and femininity. She protects women in childbirth and is known as a very powerful life-giving force to women and honestly just does everything she can to protect them. Um, I didn't have a precursor, but I am going to butcher a lot of these names. So if I'm saying it wrong, you have Google Translate and I wish you the best of luck. So the next is the goddess Kostroma, an Eastern Slavic fertility goddess who has connections to the ancient Slavic funerals. She was tragically burned to death or believed to be drowned in a river. Um, and the reason this happened was to say goodbye to the winter season and hello to the spring. Doesn't make much sense now, but it will. It'll, it'll start to. And the dots will start to connect soon enough. So being inspired by such powerful goddesses that possess both beauty and travesty, she was made for the theater, and her story quickly became a classic at the time, much like the Little Mermaid play is today. Beautiful, tragic, we all love it kind of energy, you know? So, in 1873, Alexander Ostrofsky, inspired by Afazat, the other dude that wrote the fairy tale, <laughs> wrote the play Snegaroka. Um, in it, she is the daughter of Father Frost and Spring, and she perishes during the summer ritual of honoring Yarilula, the goddess of sun. Nope, the god of sun. You guys, I'm really trying. There's just a lot of words here. <laughs> so at first, the play was not a success with the public. There was a lot of factors as to why, but I believe it could be because he was just ahead of his time. So think of this play would have been more successful if it was 10 years later, much like how the movie Atlantis, The Lost Empire would have been a bop 10 years later. You know what I mean? The cartoon? Yeah. I thought that was a bop. It was, but it could have been so much bigger. <laughs> You know what That's I mean, fair. though? Yeah. I feel like it was limited for its time. <laughs> I love that. Or, movie. like, El Dorado. Like, I feel El Dorado was good, but it could have been, like, it was, great. it's great, is what I'm saying. I just, yeah. it could have been more. I didn't get the love it deserved. Yes. That's, gotcha. that's it. It was not in the relationship it deserved. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it wasn't until 1882 when Nikoli, Nikolai Rimsky-Korraspol staged the same named opera based on the play, and it became an absolute hit. So since then, it seemed everyone wanted to tell the story of the Snow Maiden in theater form. This led to tons of variations of the story, some being of a girl that disobeys her parents, and the others being a tragic love story where she meets her demise. So there's being one where a person who has no ability marries a dude she just met the same day and then turns out he's a bad guy. She didn't have the snow powers. That was her okay. sister. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Ryan, get your Disney. I know. I, I, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm 
I'm trying to. <laughs> That's the only knowledge I have up here, though. So. Look, I own Disney Plus. <laughs> I own. That's Disney. about it. <laughs> I won't go on it until the Santa Claus is off of it. Anyway. So, um, Snegoroka translates to snow maiden. Um, so you'll hear both of us using these throughout the story, but it's mostly going to be snow maiden because so much easier. So much easier for us. Um, she also has a few other names she goes by. There's Snigruka, Snowflake, Snow Princess, Nigeti. Uh-huh. I have to be real careful with that one. Uh, Miss Snow and Snow Girl. So there's not a whole thing with her name. It's very self-explanatory. Um, I want to hand it over to Ryan so he can tell the stories and we can understand a little bit about why she is called a snow maiden. All right. Um, before I start my story, Kimmy, mm -hmm. you will be pink. I will be blue. Oh, perfect. We're going to do a little bit of, uh, we're going to do a little bit of acting today, folks. Oh, no. Um, and I'll be green as well. All right. Do you want me to be black later? There's black later. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Where was I? Okay. In a certain village lived a peasant named Ivan and his wife, Mary. They were very fond of each other and had lived happily together for many years. But unfortunately, they had no children. They should try getting, um, what, what was it? A mistletoe. A mistletoe. For Christmas, um, the poor people were sad on that account. Their hearts, however, were gladdened at the sight of their neighbor's child. What could be done? It was evident the will of heaven and in the word, heaven will be done. One day in winter, after a great quantity of snow had fallen on the ground, the children of the village where Ivan and Mary lived ran into play in the fields. The old couple looked out from the window. The children ran about, played all sorts of frolics together, and they made a snowman. See where this is going. Ivan and Mary sat down quietly watching them. Suddenly, Ivan smiled and said, I say, wife, let us go and make the snowman too. <laughs> Mary was also in a merry mood. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to do a Slavic accent. I don't know either. Best. It'll be a little Russian, I guess. Yes. She answered. Let us go and play through. We are old. But why would we make a snowman? Better to make a snow child, since ah. heaven will only grant us a live Very one. good, <laughs> said Ivan. He put on his cap and went and went with his wife into the garden. <laughs> they really said about making a baby out of snow. They made a body and then arms and then legs. And then you guessed it on top of that head. There's got to be a euphemism in there somewhere. Is that the word? Heaven help you, <laughs> cried one who passed by. Many thanks, replied Ivan. Heaven's help is always acceptable. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Added Mary. What are you doing? Continued the stranger. What you, what you yourself see, answered Ivan. We are making a shingrupka, cried Mary, laughing. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. There it is. 
Then they made a little nose and a chin, two little holes for eyes. And soon as Ivan had finished, oh, wonderful, a sweet breath came out of its mouth. <laughs> Ivan lifted up his arms and stared. The little holes were no longer holes. In their place were two bright blue eyes, and tiny lips smiled lovingly upon him. Mercy on us, what is this? cried Ivan, devoutly crossing himself. The snow child turned its head towards him. It was alive. It moved its arms and legs inside the snow like an infant in swaddling clothes. Oh, Ivan, cried Mary, trembling with joy. Heaven has given us a child, a baby. And she seized the child in her arms. The snow fell off as Mary called her like a shell from a chicken. Mary delighted beyond measure, held in her arms a beautiful living girl. Oh, my love, my love, my darling, Schnigelbuka. She mumbled the child's name, tenderly embracing her long-wished-for and now unexpectedly <laughs> granted child. Then she rushed into the hut with an infant in her arms. Ivan was astounded at this wonderful event. As to Mary, she was beside herself with joy. Can we give this child a nickname? Give, give us like a cheer. You're beside yourself with joy. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. Every hour the child like grew. Each day she looked more beautiful than before. Ivan and Mary were delighted with her and their hut. Once so quiet and lonely was now full of life and merriment. The girls of the village visited them constantly, dressed and played with her as if she were a doll. Aww. Talked to her, sang songs to her, joined with her in all of their games, and taught her all they knew themselves. She was very clever and quickly learned everything she was told. During the winter, she grew up as tall as a girl of 13 years old, she understood and could talk about most things around her and had such a sweet voice that one would never tire of listening to it. Besides this, she was kind, obedient, and affectionate. Her flesh was white as snow. Her eyes looked like two forget-me-nots. I'm not sure what that means. It's a flower. Oh. Yes. Are they very blue? Yes. They're from Alice cool. in Wonderland. It's uh -oh. a very popular okay. reference for them. And her hair was a light flaxen color. Her cheeks only had no rosy only had no rosy hue in them. So she was Oh, because there was no blood in her veins. She was just pale. She's yes. a snowman, people. In spite of this, she was so beautiful that having once seen her, you would wish to see her again and again. It would have done your heart good to see how she enjoyed herself and how happy she was when at play. Everybody loved her. She was idolized by Mary, who would often say to her husband, Heaven has granted us with joy in our old age. Sorrow has left my heart. Ivy would answer, Heaven praise be, but in this world, happiness is seldom lasting and sorrow is good for us all. Holy Ivan's shit. a bit of a buzzkill. <laughs> the long winter had gradually glided away. We're not, no, stop. I'm sorry. Can we just take a minute? They have finally gotten everything they want, you know, which is a child, which is the only thing they vocalize they want, they can't have. And he was like, mm, I don't think it's going to last. <laughs> well, she is made of snow. Bro. So the long winter had gradually glided away. 
The glorious sun shone again in the sky and warmed the cold earth. Where the snow melted, green grass appeared, and the skylark poured forth its sweet notes. The girls of the village collected together and welcomed the spring with a song. Oh, this is neat. A beautiful spring. How did you come to us? Why did you make your journey on a plow or on a harrow's other song lyrics? Okay. Was that was that actually how the song goes? No, I just I played a bar too much in D and D. You kind so of nailed it, yeah. How to finish the tune? Even if I can't sing, I want to make you all suffer with me. Going from a gay, <laughs> sprightly girl, Snagulka suddenly became saddened. What is the matter with you, my dearest child? Mary would often ask, drawing her nearer to her heart. Are you ill? Are you so not happy as you used to be? Perhaps an evil eye has glanced at you. Snagori would simply answer, I am not well, mother. <laughs> That's her Is beautiful she... voice. <laughs> yeah, she has a cold because she's a snowman. The snow had now completely melted away and <laughs> the genial spring appeared in its warm, sunny days. The meadow and the gardens began to be covered with the radiant and sweet-scented flowers. The nightingale and other songs of the woods and fields resumed their beautiful melodies. In a word, all nature became bright and more charming. She alone grew sadder and sadder. She began to shun her playfellows and hide herself from the rays of sun like the mayflowers under the tree. She would only play near a well of spring water, splashing and dabbing it in her hands. Beneath the shade of a green willow, she grew daily fonder of the shade, the cool air, and the rain shower. During rain and in the evening, she would become more gay when a sky became overcast with dark clouds and thick shower of hail came pouring down. She was pleased as any other girl would have been at the sight of a pearl necklace. When the hail melted and disappeared beneath the warm ray of sun, she cried bitterly, as if she herself would melt into tears, as an affectionate sister might weep over the loss of her brother. The spring now ended, the summer came, and the feast of St. John was close at hand. All the girls from the village went into the woods to play. Several of them came to the hut and asked Mistress Mary to allow her to go out with them. Mary was at first afraid to let her go, and the girl herself did not care about going. But they could not very well refuse the invitation. Then Mary thought it would perhaps amuse her. She therefore kissed her tenderly, saying, Go, my dear child. Do and enjoy yourself. And you, my good girls, take care of my child. You know, she is as dear to me as my very sight. The accent's just going to progressively get worse. Now you're a group of oh. children. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right, we'll take care. Cried the girls, and they caught hold of her by the arms and ran away together to the forest. After sunset, the girls piled up small heaps of dry grass. Oh, and lit it. And with garland on their heads, stood in a line, one close upon the other. They put her at the end and said... When you see us running, you run after us. They began to sing and jump over the fire. Very dangerous, kids. Suddenly, they heard a painful cry. They turned around quickly but could see nothing. Greatly surprised, they looked at each other and noticed she was gone. 
mischievous puss, cried the girls. She has hidden herself. How dare she? They ran in every direction in search of her, but all in vain. They called by her name. Which they still had a hard time pronouncing, but there was no answer. Perhaps she has gone home, cried some of the girls. They all ran back to the village. She was not there. They searched for her the whole night. The following and third day, they examined the forest. Every tree, every bush, but all to no purpose. She was gone. Old Ivan and Mary were almost heartbroken at the loss of their beloved daughter. Every day, Mary went to the forest to look for her lost child. Poor woman, like a tender mother full of grief and yearning for her young one, she cried aloud. All right, use those emotions, Kimmy. Ah, me, my schnigaruka. Ah, me, my darling dove. Where art thou? She often fancied she could hear her dear daughter's painful cry when she disappeared. Alas, alas, she was nowhere to be found. Where had she gone? Had some wild beast seized her and dragged her into his lair? Oh, or a bird of prey carried her across the dark blue sea, so to its nest? No, neither bird nor beast had carried the girl away. When she followed her companions, sprang over the fire, she melted away and changed in instantly into a beautiful white cloud, rose up and disappeared into the sky forever. The end. As sad as that is, it is such a cop-out how many times you skipped over saying her name. <laughs> <laughs> I saved them for you. Um, so if you if you were like, man, that was a long story. I don't want to read that again. Just read Frosty the Snowman. Same thing. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right. Now, here is a much shorter one. All right. This... Is called, um, is a bit of a love story. Um, so, Snegorka, which we will never be able to say properly, <laughs> is the young daughter of Frost. Jeez, every story. <laughs> she goes by Spring, the beauty, being immortal. She lives in her father's winter forest, but as time goes on, she became incredibly lonely. Sound at all like a Disney movie? She wants nothing more than to feel love like a normal human. While in the forest, she, forest, while in the forest, she noticed a young shepherd boy by the name of Lel. She grew to like him, but his wishes, but wishes she could fall in love. Her mother, seeing how much her child desires this, gives her a love wreath as a gift. With this gift, she can now finally feel love. But the feeling of love was too much for the poor snow maiden, and legend says the feeling of love in her heart warmed her up so much that she melted away. However, this was not the end of her. As Father Frost was quick to catch the icy wind that arose when she disappeared, he brought her spirit far to a frozen land of the north, and there she regained her human form. So, moral of the story, stay single. All right. <laughs> I was like, imagine being so dick whipped, you don't even get dick and you die. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, right. I also like the comment of the moral of the story is that Frosty the Snowman is the true snow maiden. True. So, <laughs> gotta work that in the title somehow. She also works in the second one because in one of the verses, is, they'll say, Are you married? He'll say, No, man. 
and neither did the second snow maiden story because and, she got a little stressed out. Yeah, and the snow maiden one, she says no man, but cries it out in another way. So that's the translation yeah. confusion because yeah. he cries out. There's, I mean, it went from like Slavic to probably Russian to <laughs> English. So there's been. Th- Eventually, like we Bible, ended up. You know? Eventually, yeah. Eventually, we ended up at Frosty the Snowman, <laughs> who like rose on the seventh day or something like it's that. It's like the Bible. We take out all the women, right? Yeah. And then okay. we leave off a guy that doesn't want to get married and, and add see, a snowman. And add a snowman. See, well, yeah. we're there. <laughs> all right. All right. This is my final story. Um, and can we put a little note here that says we got a version of the tale that is a love story with a little bit of jealousy. So just like the other version we read, this story starts off with a couple longing for children, and like before, they are happy to have a child and love her. But as time goes on, the snow maiden is stuck inside, just hanging out with her parents, and became depressed. Her mother, noticing how sad she is being inside, encourages the girl to go outside, make some friends, and play. Outside, she meets some nice girls who become friends. One of the girls, by the name of Kupva, is known for her pale skin, dark long hair, rosy cheeks, and perfect eyebrows. They became friends, and for some time, she's pretty happy. As time goes on, Mizgir starts to visit the village, who is a young merchant that always brought gifts to the girls. And upon seeing Kupfa's beauty, they became lovers. Scandal. <gasps> But things changed when Ms. Gear sees the snow maiden for the first time. He, being vain, then rejects Kupva's love in order to pursue the snow maiden. Can you believe this guy? Imagine being rejected for a pile of snow. For for a literal (laughs) snowman. I know. You can't blame Kupva for her reaction. And as a reaction, she grew jealous and full of rage. Heartbroken, she blamed the snow maiden. Convinced that she was so enamored by her beauty, by her beauty, he broke off their engagement to be with the snow maiden. To be fair, he kind of did. Determined to get justice for losing her love, she goes to the czar and tells him how she is a traitor. Got between the two of them and just ruined their engagement. This pile of snow rolled up. <laughs> just a literal pile of snow rolled up and yeah down the hill it was a snowball and now it's a whole base and now it's just in the way of our relationship he has a top hat he's, he's got a scarf a pipe for some he's reason he's telling me he doesn't want to get married and how yeah now it turns out the, the merchant does though <laughs> so czar bendy berendi ruler of the kingdom was kind and heard all of his subjects. When Kupfa came to visit with his heart, with her heartbreaking story, he summoned the snow maiden to be judged. Is it illegal to steal someone's man back in <laughs> back in whatever village this was? Because really, that's kind of a weird law. I really think the czar is just like you know what? It's a Tuesday. I got some time. This seems pretty great. Like, I don't have Hulu subscription anymore. I need some entertainment today. 
get the wine, bring yeah. her in. Let's see how this goes down. I'll kill yeah. them if they just get on my nerves. You know what I mean? So yeah, that Rasputin guy told me something like this was going to happen. <laughs> so upon arrival, the czar asked how the snow maiden, if she had purposely gotten in the way of the two. And the snow maiden, being kind and honest, tells the truth, saying that Ms. Gear did ask for her hand in marriage, but she rejected. I'll say, are you married? She'll say, no, man. <laughs> but you could do the job while you're in town. But she didn't feel, so she didn't feel the same. The king, seeing her honesty, let her go and saw no need to punish her because she didn't do it nothing. No. So if she would have accepted his marriage proposal, she would have gotten like killed or put yeah, in jail. The king has very Wild. Gemini energy. Like just yeah. wants to know what's going down. He's just making laws up as he goes. <laughs> He's like, like, it's now illegal to steal someone's man. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> right. Um put it in the books, Jeremiah. <laughs> So, when Koopa finds out the snow maiden was let go, she became hysterical and fell down a well. <laughs> Upon hearing this, the snow maiden became depressed and refused to leave her home once again, convinced that this was all her fault just because she went outside. Jesus Christ. The snow maiden still had her friend Lel always beg her to come out and play, but she never did. That was until one day. She decided only to come out if they played her a song on their flute. How interesting. Walking outside into the warm sun, the girl cries and begins to melt into the ground, forming into a cloud floating up in the sky. Moral of the story, don't play the flute. Your friends will turn into steam. <laughs> and that's all I got for you. I love how the merchant is never mentioned again. Yeah, <laughs> why did the snowman, <laughs> the dude's the one who broke up the marriage? <laughs> the, classic, <laughs> classic fairy tales. Checks out. Yeah. Throws herself into the well. <laughs> it, she was just so hysterical that she tripped and fell in a well. <laughs> I like now, to imagine. There's also a VHS of her, and if you like watch the VHS, she crawls out, and you got seven days to live. It's it's wild. Have you ever watched a Bollywood drama or like a Spanish soap opera drama? Oh yeah, they are oh, yeah. so good. That's what I imagine as she falls in the well. It's like the same turning shot like eight different times at different angles. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone in chat said the music's so hot, it the snow melts in your friend. <laughs> She dropped a sick, sick mixtape. It was her, at, her friend was not Lay. It was Lizzo, and it was her. Oh, and it was just flute. so fire. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Yeah, it does make sense. Frost the Snowman, Lizzo, maybe the girl from the Ring. We got it all. Listen, with the Snow Maiden. This is why we haven't seen Lizzo do a major Christmas performance because she's just she's gonna melt gonna everything. Melt. She needs to wait till it's warm outside and all the Snow Maidens are inside. Makes sense. Every, if she all, does it in the winter. She's gonna kill people. All the dots are connecting. <laughs> Lizzo, hit us up. I'd like to interview you. <laughs> Lizzo, you're a gem. I just right. need her to know that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> hey, we're going to go on a quick little breaky break. Trying to get a non-blurry photo of Bigfoot isn't easy. It takes hours of researching, mapping its location, and tracking the cryptid down. So when you do finally get that crisp, 
picture of Bigfoot, you'll want to frame it for all the world to see. And what better way to frame it than by heading over to FrameBridge. FrameBridge has a wonderful selection of custom frames to pick from, and it's so easy to work with. All you have to do is pick a custom frame, upload or mail your artwork using their free prepaid mailer, and your frame is then built and sent right to your doorstep. And let's just say while getting this photo of Bigfoot, you stumble upon a piece of bark with his claw marks on it. Well, with FrameBridge, you can send it in and get that framed as well. They easily frame 3D objects from an embroidered gift to your favorite alluring podcast tee, or even an award for getting the first non-blurry photo of Bigfoot. From pictures to 3D objects, they got you covered. And one of my absolute favorite features from FrameBridge is the gallery wall creator. Simply upload a collection of your own photos and customize one of their many expertly designed layouts in just a few minutes. They will then send you the framed artwork, hardware, and a life-sized hanging guide. So what are you waiting for? Go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the FrameBridge banner today. Again, go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the FrameBridge banner and get framing today. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. It's me. I'm sorry. I was like, what are, what are you doing? It's my turn. Um, welcome back, campers. We hope you enjoyed that little ad break. We are going to talk about the appearance of history of the Snow Maiden. Um, so the Snow Maiden is known for her young and breathtaking appearance. Since she has fair, curly hair, Deep sky blue eyes, cherry red lips, and the cutest dimples you ever did see. Um, being made of snow, her skin is super white, and there is not a wrinkle in sight. Also, no fleshy color that comes out. Can't make the girl blush kind of thing, because no blood. Because she's made of snow. Because she's made of snow. Um, at first, she was described to only wear snow white garments decorated with pearls and a crown decorated heavily in silver and pearls. She also wore winter boots and matching mittens, and at the time, an eight-beam reef. Which, if you're wondering what that is, it's just a reef. <laughs> just With eight beams. Eight-beam reef, which I wasn't able to find any difference when I googled it for like two minutes. So, Well, some, beam, some reefs have six beams, some have nine beams. Some are just sun. Just the amount of beams you decide to put into your reef. Really. Some are sun beams. Because Jesus wants me for <laughs> Man, the Mormon culture really hooked its claws in me young. Yeah, um, see, I didn't get that one, but, you know, I'll let it slide. Someone <laughs> someone got it and is, someone like, singing it, yeah. the song. The, me- the war memories of church singing are coming back to them. Um, as time went on, <laughs> her attire did change to shades of blue, red, and silver. 
So Very not just cool. white. Um, okay. And she started to sport a beautiful little cap instead of a crown. And the cap would have like fur edges. So like the cute, cozy winter cap you got going on, matching with the whole ensemble. And it would always be very detailed, covered in pearls, glistening in the sun, just like snow. So beautiful, embroidered detail, queen energy, a thousand percent. Um, now, literally being manifested into a loving home that wanted nothing more than a child to care for and love, it checks out that she is pure of heart. She is described as kind, honest, obedient, and highly respected. It isn't until curiosity takes over does she start to get into a little bit of trouble, but it's nothing. Like, she's a great person. Um, very classic Disney princess energy is the best way to describe her. Makes sense. So, just a good person. See, I wasn't lying to you when I said she was just a good, <laughs> good person. Ryan saw my a sneak peek of the Lauren Lyman chart and didn't trust yeah, it for a second. And, uh, I hadn't read the script yet, and I was skeptical, <laughs> to say the least, when I saw a maiden as, well, you'll see. <laughs> Wherever you think I would put a beautiful maiden is exactly where it ended up. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Unless this is your first episode, welcome to the chaos. Yeah. Um, so, at the turn of the 20th century, this girl was an icon, and this was partially due to her connection with Grandfather Frost. So, Grandfather Frost, also known as Father Frost, or Deed Moroz, was the equivalent of the Russian Santa Claus. So he would travel in a horse-drawn sled and with his daughter or granddaughter um, by his side. They would give gifts to the children on December 31st, and she would act as a mediator between Father Frost and the children. The girl became a star and was a big part of the New Year's Day celebration and plays. Mothers would even dress their daughters in the same winter attire as the beautiful snow maiden, which sounds oh. adorable. So I freaking love it so much. So now, some legends say that Snegaruka is the daughter of Father Frost and the Snow Queen. Those who believe this say that the young girl is rooted in Slavic pagan beliefs. Others, on the other hand, and this is a more popular one, say that she is the granddaughter of Father Frost. So, um, she's not blood-related in this situation, but she was brought to life because he revives her at the end of the story. So, yeah. just like how she had her grandparents at the beginning, then she has other grandparents. So it's kind of, kind of cute continuity. Um, yeah. I wrote similar to the idea of Frosty the Snowman, but we already beat that horse at the beginning of the episode, so... And it's coming back in, <laughs> in, in my next segment. <laughs> Is it really? uh, the title needs to be something with, like, Frosty the Snowman. Frosty's Frosty action. the Snowmaiden. Frosty the Snowmaiden. I... There it is. That's the title. So I'll put it in the chat so I don't forget. Um, so regardless of her connection to Father Frost, there's something that makes this duo unique compared to all the other gift-giving figures around the world. So the Snow Maiden sticks out because she is a female companion with no obvious blood relations. 
She is said to be the daughter or granddaughter in these legends, but it's important to know, like we talked about, she was resurrected by Father Frost. So we got an adoptive child situation kind of going on. Plus, up to this point, it seemed all gift givers around the world had male companions or animal companions that helped hand out gifts. There was never any females. So this girl was paving the way, and because of that, everyone loved her. Another thing that makes her an icon is how... Um, well, I wrote that very weird because I was very tired and a lot how of is How is how she's made of snow. Uh, you skipped over your title of this section and I really liked it. Oh. And I think you should mention it. Yeah, the title of this section is She is an Icon, She is the Moment. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the rest of the section is another thing that makes her an icon is how she is made of snow. But much like the ice caps, if it gets too hot, the girl is going to melt. Um, so when the temperature rises, the two spend the warm days high up in the cooler region. But each year, when the cold winds blow further south, so do the, the two of them. Um, and they'll return even to the elderly couple that first raised her. Just to, like, celebrate, which I think is super sweet. Because yeah. she's like, hey, mom and dad, I'm doing pretty good. Kind of thing. Um... They're also delighted to bring happiness to the good children in the form of gifts every New Year's. Now, that we have a little bit more about who Father Frost is and his connection with the Snow Maiden, it's time to dive into the story of how they became so popular in Russia. Oh boy, you're going to want to buckle up, campers. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why you jumped to that slide yet, but we'll stick there. Is this the wrong slide? Go back. It's the greeting card. <clears throat> Go back one more. <laughs> one more. You really jumped. I did. I did. Are you, are hey, you on what? the greeting card? There we go. That's the <laughs> All right. But oh. It, it's fine. I've been on the wrong slide for a while. Yeah, it's fine. I just noticed, too. What did so. I skip over? No, okay, we're just missing. You, one. you just flipped the two. The two were flipped. It's fine. Hey, gotcha. This is, this is why it's called a live stream and not a video. Uh, so yep. <laughs> in the early days of the Soviet Union, any type of religion celebration was a big no no. As a result, the Soviet Union ended up banning Christmas in 1929 and making it an official work day. So this lasted for a few years, but without any breaks from the hard work in the middle of the long cold winters the people became upset and openly criticized the soviet union so in an attempt to make people more compliant the new year celebration was created i mean like even outside of like the religious aspect of christmas like it's so shitty in the winter you gotta have something to look forward you to. have to have something yeah if there wasn't a christmas or i guess they added a new year's later like could you imagine no. just four to six months especially there yeah they got it a lot worse than we do they're in they're literally in like the arctic <laughs> no it's anywho it is, i digress no but you make a point people were not happy campers um no. so <laughs> you find out how long that it lasted for a minute so the new year celebration wasn't enough though um people wanted gifts they wanted holly they wanted 
jolly. They wanted to feel Christmas in every ounce of their being. So, in an attempt to help unify the people under the Soviet Union, in 1935, they said that Grandfather Frost, which is pretty much the version of Santa Claus, would come visit on New Year's night, which is December 31st, and place gifts under the New Year's tree. But he was never alone. He always had the help of his beautiful granddaughter, the Snow Maiden, who accompanied him and helped deliver the gifts. It was not until the Soviet, not until Soviet times that the Snow Maiden became a famous companion of Grandfather Frost. In the beginning of 1937, the two made their first appearance at the New York Matinee in the Moscow matinee. matinee. Jesus Christ! Appearance at the New Year Matinee in the Moscow House of Convenience. It is interesting to note that in the early Soviet pictures, the Snow Maiden is often represented as a little girl that only later grew up to a young lady. So it started where she was like a child with him, and now she's like a 20-year-old kind of girl, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Which is kind of cool, because it changed over time. Now, do you want to go back to that picture? <laughs> This one, one? One more. Yeah. This one. So, Ryan, yes. this time. <laughs> well, we're doing that this episode for. Is it science? Oh, the chat. Now. It was a little bit of a stretch. Okay. A little bit of a stretch. Just purely based off the fact that we currently have a Soviet map on our screen, I'm going to go with not the church. Really? Okay. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I think I don't know. <laughs> you gotta press that buzzard. Really? Yeah. It's the church. Huh. <laughs> Listen. You did say it was a stretch, so I'm interested to see what you say. It was a stretch. Because normally when we talk about the church, it's the church being like, uh, fuck this creature, fuck the story, believe yeah. what we believe, right? In this instance, it's the church who is being fucked. Oh. So, it still Interesting. works. <laughs> so it's backwards. It was a bit of a stretch. Oh, no, we lost Kimmy. I needed something else for oh. the story. So here we are. Lost you for a second, but you're back. Oh, oh, technical dis... You're, you're back. We're good? You're good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, we're at the end. We're doing great. All right. So, so if the public education system has failed you, you may be asking yourself, why didn't the Soviets want to celebrate Christmas? Well, I am here to tell you that they weren't fans of religion, which is why Ryan guessed science, which all checks out. So the Soviet Union actually discouraged religious celebrations because of the officially stated policy of atheism. So in 1929, all religious holidays were abolished by decree of the Soviet government. This resulted in even Christmas trees being denounced <laughs> as a bourgeois German import. Bourgeois. A bourgeois German import while the holiday itself was debunked as a pagan sun-worshipping ritual with no basis in scientific fact. When I think 
Christmas tree. I think bourgeois German import. But that's just me. No, I do too. I I can see <laughs> yeah. the packaging and everything. Yeah. I like. I feel the like thing you can go cut down uh, in the yeah. mountains. <laughs> yeah. When you cut it down, a bottle of whiskey just pops up right next to it. Yeah. Actually, it's a whole thing. That's why. <laughs> so, but this didn't last long. And in a surprise turn of state politics in 1935, many Christmas traditions were revised as part of this of a spectacular. I spelled that wrong. New Year celebration. Some believe that Stalin had a change of heart after his advisors told him that the people needed a break during the long, hard winter months. But <laughs> I believe the people complained about it through to the Soviet Union enough to make a change. And much like everyone took to Twitter to bully Paramount Picture Studio into giving us the Sonic the Hedgehog film we deserve, it worked. <laughs> Yeah. Now, this may just be Western me saying this, but I don't. I feel like people probably weren't complaining. I don't. I don't think they necessarily could get away with that. What I think happened was he found out seasonal depression's a thing. Yes. And was like, everybody is just depressed people and dying. Weren't so much complaining about the Christmas aspect. They were just complaining there was fucking In nothing general. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's sad. It's cold. The sun's not out. (laughs) There's nothing to look forward to except work in the worst time of the year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, this was a stretch. (laughs) Very, very stretchy. So, as a result, the people got a new... No, no, no. You don't get to skip over this little part that you put in What part did I... Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I said that already. Um, so, but I believe... This is my favorite analogy <laughs> but I, Kimmy's ever made. But I believe the people complained about the Soviet Union enough to make a change. And much like everyone took to Twitter to bully Paramount Picture Studio to giving us the Sonic the Hedgehog film we deserve, it worked. What a comparison. <laughs> it took me a minute to think of a really good it. one. <laughs> I was like, what hit my nostalgia button? Yeah. Just right. And I was like, that was it. <laughs> that was a good movie, by the way. I really liked it. Um, as a result, the people got the New Year celebration, which was pretty much Christmas about the religion tradition. And Christ was taken out of the name Christmas tree. So it became the New Year's tree. Um, <laughs> Is it just moss tree <laughs> <laughs> no it's now the, new, yeah, the new oh Year's yeah tree. the moss yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that was the first like yeah first they're like moss release. tree and someone was like that doesn't make a lot of sense someone was like moss tree or like, more tree <laughs> they're like you have that many people on your on your side and that's what you come up with and then one spanish speaking guy in his cabinet was like we can't use that <laughs> <laughs> like that's actually really terrible slang more tree yeah. <laughs> anyway became the new year's tree so gifts were still given by a saint nick figure and people were encouraged to be good there would even be a televised broadcast speech by a soviet premiere a few minutes before midnight but pretty much everything else was the same um, for a while, it seemed that the idea of christmas was nothing more than a fading image and new year's day took its place Though some would celebrate it on the down low, like the real down low, 
Father Frost and the Snow Maiden took over and helped bring joy to the people that were going through a lot under the Soviet Union during the harsh winter months. But times are changing and soon after the collapse of it, the Soviet Union that is, in the 1990s, Christmas was reestablished. Even though it was okay to celebrate Christmas again, the people loved the New Year's Day celebration so much it became a major Russian holiday and is still celebrated to this very day. So, if we learn anything from this, if you get enough people to bully something, mm -hmm. they can change it. They can change anything. <sighs> Alright, speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> let's get to... Modern Takes with Ryan. My New Year's right. goal is to figure out the sound effects for this damn show. <laughs> all... all right. So I got one that I actually like wrote and then one that I just oh. been thinking about, you okay. know, um, because Frosty the Snowman is the snow maiden, um, as we determined. Um, I've just been singing the song in my head the whole time and everything makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway. So, a fun little thing I found in Poland, which was part of, like, the old Slav... It's the Slavic area, you know. Um, they have a tradition um, on the first day of spring. So, like, was that, like, February, March? Like, something like that? I'm a good Wiccan. I'm not a great Wiccan. So, I, yeah. I don't know. I believe it's the end of <laughs> February, beginning of March. Um where they drown a Marzana doll, or Morana, who is the Slavic goddess, likely the same as Kostromo, which Kimmy talked about earlier, but regional differences in names and what have you. Um, so, but in this one, she's like portrayed as the figure of death, winter, and disease. So not quite as fun-loving as our snow maiden. So the kids of Poland, and they still do this to this day, from what I read, they take straw and they make like a little doll out of it, right? right. It sounds fun so far, right? Yeah, this actually sounds So then they burn delightful. the doll. Oh, there it is. And then while the doll is burning, they drown it in the river. Um, <laughs> and by doing this, they're attempting to summon spring by killing winter. Um and so this dates way back to like pagan times. Um, so that makes sense. Um, and it said, oh, you would never have guessed it, but the Catholic Church tried to end this ritual. Um, but they were unsuccessful, as they often are with trying to stop traditions long term. Yeah. Um, and it is still part of Polish culture till this day. Um, yeah. Man, I felt like your modern take was way more on par than my science and religion. You know, that's okay. <laughs> um, oh, then I will say, so there are like a few people who are like, you shouldn't do that because they say it's like an environmental issue to throw straw in a river, which I don't, you know, I don't agree or disagree with that. So some people... Like, more recently, it's become more of a tradition to, like, take care of the little doll because okay. it's less gruesome. Um, I... So you, like, take it on a nice walk. Oh, okay. And sing to it. I feel like 
we've really lost our roots of of humans by not sacrificing as much as we used. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just gonna say the, the elephant in the no room. comment on <laughs> on that. Um. <laughs> I feel there's a lot of stupidity in the earth that would be solved by a simple once a year sun sacrifice. You know what I mean? I just all right. And with that, <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> Do we have any announcements, Kimmy? Yes. Um, the first person I think we should sacrifice. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of. It doesn't look like it, but there's a lot of chaos that stirs my brain sometimes. Not to go to a technical difficulty screen. <laughs> Start playing gonna get us gonna get us kicked <laughs> off YouTube. I'm kidding, though. Um, wink, wink. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I um, do not agree with anything Kimmy has said in the previous two minutes. I disavow. I disagree. I'm going to stop it there. Really? Do I say something that really throws Ryan through There's just been a lot of YouTubers who've recently gotten suspended from YouTube for saying sentences very similar to what you were about to say. So we're just going to stop it right there. I wasn't. I was only... That, not... What are, what are our announcements, Kimmy? What do we got? Okay, be good people, you guys. Everything, there's a lot going on. Be a better person than me. Um, so, um, I don't know. We, the new year is coming. So, I'm trying to think. I can't think. I don't think we have any. Have any we just finished our 12 Days of Krampus, which took a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, those are going to be mailed out this weekend, along with some other stuff so yeah i'm very excited to finally get those sent out i have a box of just letters <laughs> so, <laughs> those will be all sent out i don't know write a review come say yeah. hi on our discord uh the usual spiel the you usual, know usual spiel nothing too new and exciting we're we're keeping the show going like yeah I really 2023. Don't That's why I'm trying so hard not to get us suspended right before 2023. <laughs> I want want to go into the year strong. <laughs> Everyone, just be really good human beings. Yeah. We need more good human beings. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of good human beings, let's go to the alignment chart. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh, that was my modern take photo. That's what they do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That would have fit so much more of what I was saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then that's why I didn't change. It. <laughs> you knew in your heart. Yeah. I was like, this is coming. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I really. Lawful have. good. Checks out. I. Yeah. She, she's very. She's very just there. It's, it's Frosty the Snowman. It's like. <laughs> How can like, it not be? Listen, I feel like Frosty the Snowman is a little bit more edgy, if we're going to be real. A little bit. He does have a corncob pipe. <laughs> we don't know what's in that pipe. That's why he's a little we're edgy. We're watching you, Frosty. We're coming for you. <laughs> the sounds of, like, police sirens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we got him. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. <laughs> uh, that's why you don't see a lot of Frosty anymore. 
um, true. He's in a jar in a prison because he's melted. <laughs> Just a water jar with like his nose and the buttons and the. The AC went out one day. And... <laughs> They're like, he still has like ten more years. Yeah. We gotta keep him. <laughs> yeah, snow maiden, um, neutral good. Frosty the snowman, chaotic evil. You may not know it, but it's true. I will not elaborate further. That's all you need to know. He's in yeah. prison in a jar. Yeah. I will draw a doodle of that for Discord. He's serving with no hard context. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it says ten right. to life yeah. on a little sticker on the jar. <laughs> you know what you did, Frosty. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Okay. Um, it's takeaway time. <laughs> um it I got a good one oh, yeah, this week, go. and I'm gonna go first because you always end up taking mine. <laughs> if you have a friend who's made of snow and you make just the most banger flute song you've ever made. <laughs> don't play it for them or they will melt <laughs> oh how you always make them so damn <laughs> if your flute skills are equivalent to lizzo the great don't play music for your snow friends that's, that's just as long as what i said <laughs> it is i can't shorten it <laughs> if the mixtapes fire don't play it if the mixtapes fire, don't play it. This is a great one. And let me think, because what I was going to say was going to stress Riot out and just kicked off the just trying to be on YouTube in 2020. <laughs> He's like, we just barely, we just barely passed like a dozen followers. I got my finger on, on that end button. <laughs> yeah. No, let me think. Let me think. Sorry, you guys. Normally, I have one. Ryan took the, the mixed mm -hmm, one. Really mm -hmm. I knew you were going to take it. I was like, not this time. <laughs> yeah, you swooped in. Damn. Um, um, man. Um, um, oh, oh, oh. And bully your government for change. I think, okay. that's, I think that's a great one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did the mixtape? careful of the mixtapes fire and bully your government for a change i feel those are fantastic ones beautiful beautiful thank you so much for listening everyone this has been alluring well thank you so much and we'll catch you in the next episode have an alluring day bye, bye. <laughs> beautiful And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at Alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.